Welcome to the Morning Sky Show with Super Sly 75. You're listening to OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. Sign up for OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Shout out to our super producer, Cindy Ashby. All shows are live on TheWakeUpRadio.com. Catch replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as otwtube.com. And now back to your host, Super Sly 75. What's happening? What's happening? Hey, yo, shout out to Walt Diddy. Hey, man, why you on them dudes' hair so tough? Walt Diddy, why you on their hair so tough? Hey, why, why you, why you on the man, why you on the head so tough, bro? <laughs> Walt Diddy, Walt Diddy at their necks. <laughs> uh, <coughs> <coughs> shit. Ah, uh, you know what, I think it's unfair we both pick on uh, Lil Eddie. <laughs> we be tag teaming that month. <laughs> <laughs> Road Warriors versus uh the little Eddies. <laughs> Be on that food neck. Yo, sexy red TV's in the house. What's happening? Hostile, what's up? What's happening? Leah, hey. Brian, yeah, Roman was hanging with the bruh. This I'm gonna show y'all why that's none of our business. Worry about your own kids. Uh oh, lunch break, okay. What's for lunch? What are you having for lunch? Truth teller, my man, my mans, my mans, my man, Mr. K2B2, Roscoe, all art is mental. Yo, the strike is coming. The WGA uh, writer strike is coming. If you are a fan of stuff you like to watch on TV and streaming, the strike is coming. It will affect you. All right. Uh-oh. Clink, clink. That's funny. Nah, man. I mean, Ed, jeez, man. I don't want to be the leader of the manosphere. <laughs> I don't want to be the leader of the manosphere. <laughs> hey, what is say? I don't want to be the leader of the manosphere. <laughs> All right, I can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna get to Roman Polanski. We're gonna get to Roman Polanski. We're gonna get to all that. Yeah, the, the writer's strike is coming, y'all. Yeah. Give these people their money. Pay these people their money. This is why unions, whether you are, whether you like them or not, this is why, you know, unions still exist for a reason. You know, handling what's happening, what's happening, what's happening, what's happening. Oh, I missed today's stream. Oh, no. I caught the tail end of it. I, you know, I be forgetting how much stuff we have witnessed. But, you know, see, nah, I don't want to, I don't want to dip my nose in that stuff because that's really not my thing. But, um, okay, here's my take. O'Shea is right when it comes to, well, I'll say this. In his dealings with Angry Man, he's right, okay? Now, I don't have an issue with either one of them. I have my issues, but it's nothing personal with either one. 
so in O'Shea's dealing with angry man, he is correct. But I find it funny that stream did not age well because the very thing he was bragging that he built. Now, all of a sudden Frankenstein's monster has been turned loose on the village. Now it's like, well, it's not my problem anymore. So you can't do that, bruh. You can't brag and throw in people's faces what you've created and what you've built. And then when it gets out of your control or you give the keys to somebody that miss that, that, you know, drives it down the wrong path. Now it's like, well, my hands are clean. No, bro. You bragged about building this. You bragged that when they mentioned the, the space, you were the, the number one number, uh, number one name that comes up, right? You take pride and pleasure in reminding people of what you created, what you built, what you started. Okay, cool. Now it's running off the cliff. It, the brakes went out. It's, it's downhill, no brakes, and these cliffs with no guardrail. So now all of a sudden you want to get out the car. It's like that's not how it works. That's not how it works. So don't don't treat it like BMF. Don't treat the black manosphere like them niggas treat BMF. Don't do that. Fly that flag. When y'all was winning, fly that flag. Now that you guys are just the biggest jokes on the internet. Wave that flag. Okay? At least I'll give goofball Bernard Riley credit. He waves that flag proudly. Y'all just, you guys are the bad news bears at this point, right? Bad news bears. <laughs> the black man is the bad news bears. And there's no Walter Matthau to come save y'all. All right. So that's my take on, on, um, angry man versus O'Shea. Um, but like I said, O'Shea was, it was right in, in his critiques and criticism, but at the same time it didn't age well. Cause now all of a sudden, you know, for the fifth time in a row, you're no longer a part of that space, a space that you helped or you said you solely created and you built off your back. Listen, when the townsfolk went looking for Frank, uh, the Frankenstein's monster and they found Dr. Frankenstein, what they do to him? Got rid of his ass too. Cause you created this thing. Okay. Got rid of his ass too. You created this monster. Okay, so not only do we have the monster, we got to get rid of the creator. All right, that's how it works in the real world. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna get into it. It's 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 a uh, it's it's a major thing. Hey, Lorena. Hey, hola, cómo estás? Mi español es no bueno, muy poquito. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Farron, oh my gosh, thank you for the 25 on the cash app already. Listen, sis, that, that innocent shit ain't gonna work anymore, okay? You ain't no damn innocent, all right? Nah, nah, you know what? It's 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 just it is what it is. You know, I, I'm like, listen, I can respect those that still claim the space, even though y'all look like incel predator weirdos that don't know how to deal with women. I respect those goofballs that still fly that flag. I can't take nothing away from those guys. Little Eddie's and, and the Bernard's. I, I respect that. I respect that. That's how it should be. 
Fly that flag when y'all losing. Now watch, and then, but your founder and and upset. So, out of, out of your three founders, Angry Man disassociated himself with it. O'Shea disassociated himself with it. Obsidian is going to, Obsidian is taking y'all down to hell. <laughs> Obsidian is taking y'all out that space. It's going to come to a point where y'all going to have to pick and choose. Either disassociate with Obsidian altogether or the space. He's taking y'all down the wrong path. But kudos to y'all that, that still fly that, that, uh, that flag of inceldom. Right? The flag of weirdos. I respect that. I don't respect them, but I respect that they, they, they keep it they keep it a buck with that. All right. That, that that's my little two cents on, on it. You know, oh he my hubby told me about that. He said that so he's a Puerto Rican or something. <laughs> uh oh. No, wait, 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 Mike check. Hold up. See, once again it's the backup channel. It's the backup channel, y'all. See they go true starting shit already. I, I have no issue with Taz. I, I don't have the lung capacity. I don't have the lung capacity. I don't have the lung capacity. Taz is, I'm sure he's, I hope he's doing well. And, um, yeah, let me get, let me get my man, his, his wrench real quick. And then let me get to these comments. And then we're going to get on to with today's nonsense. And once again, I, I want to tell y'all large business. Don't what the white folk do with they, with their children is none of your business because this pastor, this black pastor, where the hell I can't find you in the comments, bro. This black pastor is proof as to why worry about your own damn kids, create a safe space for your children to come to you. If somebody does something to them. Okay. Period. Point blank. All right, so let me get, let me get the, I got the hookup. That's funny. Lordville, what's happening? Chocolate bunny. Wait, now, but, 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 but wait a minute, Red. Now, see, I grew up in a union home. My daddy was a union president. Now, I'll never speak ill of unions. I am a son of a union president. I remember, I've told this story so many times, but I didn't know what a strike was. All I knew was when my dad went on strike, he was home. I was happy. We were kids. We didn't know. Right. And then my mom would take us to go see him, take him lunch on the picket line. Do you understand? Like, <laughs> yo, them white dudes, <laughs> them white dudes hated my dad so much, but respected him so much. They hated him so much, right? They hated him because, you know, he's Mississippi man. And he going to tell you white folk what time it was about yourself. But when no white folk had a problem with their white bosses, who they come get? They come get my dad for help. You understand? They come get my dad for help. God damn it, Hill, you know, you know, you, yeah, 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 talk all that goddamn, but I need your help. You know what I'm saying? They weren't too proud not to ask my father for help. Matter of fact, I'm telling too much business, but one of the supervisors, we were in the same karate class. True story. True story. So, oh my God, I hope I don't, I hope my dad doesn't ever see it. 
I hope he doesn't ever see this, but true story. My dad and his boss, me and his son were both in the same martial arts class. And tell me why. Every time I had to go spar with him, my daddy would be like, kick his ass. And I would go kick his ass. He was bigger than me, but he was soft, right? He was bigger than me, but he was soft. And I never, I never understood why he was so adamant about me whooping that, boy, that boy's ass until I got a little older. And then I understood the politics that he, my dad had to go through at his job with not only with the other folks, but his direct supervisor. Because when he became union, when he was a union president, yo, oh my God, I don't know what local union was, but he would go across the country to all these union rallies and all this other stuff. And I remember as I got older, older, like he would let me help him write uh, rebuttals and dissertations, uh, look up case law when there was issues going on. Uh, with the workers that needed his help, the union's help, to go at the supervisors. True fucking story. So I would never, ever, ever, ever speak ill of unions. Fuck that. I, I will never. It's a sight to behold when, when <laughs> your mom takes you to go drop lunch off to your dad at the picket line. If you ain't never seen a picket line, I mean an a, a old school 1980s picket line. Like, I wish, I wish you crossed this, this picket line. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All these old grown ass men cussing and fighting and signs. And I would never speak ill of the unions. Never. Now, unions have their issues. Corruption is abound. Don't get me wrong. But when a union is, is lock and step, is on point, everybody get out the way. Everybody get out the way, you know? So I would never, ever, ever speak ill of the unions. Never. I know Nick hates the unions, but I, I listen, I grew up in that shit. I grew up in it, Teamsters, all that good stuff. I grew up in that. I will never speak ill of the unions. They have their issues. It all, it, it, that's management. That's a management. That's a culture issue. But when it's, when it's on point, everybody get out the way. So... <laughs> I'm so behind these comments. I'm so behind these comments. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, listen. O'Shea comes back when it's convenient, when it's safe. See, that's what I'm saying. Y'all never notice O'Shea leaves when shit gets hot. When it gets hot for the space, when they get unwanted attention or there's a, a stigma attached to them, he gets he gets ghost. He only he's only there when it's, when it's good and when it's popping, right? Because when Kevin was alive, and everybody's going at when everybody's going at Kevin, none, nobody folded, right? When Kevin was their champion, their hero, he was their Hercules. Nobody folded. Now that now that the universe then removed y'all protection, y'all scattering like roaches, man. Y'all still looking for an identity over there. But yeah, like what 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 Pimp C said. Fly that flag when y'all losing. You know? Fly that flag when it's dangerous. When it's not so cool to be BMF and Manosphere. No, fly that flag. Wear that t-shirt. Okay? (laughs) 
Wear that jacket. Wear them colors. All right, because now they're not renegotiating my contract. Listen, this is your. This is a perfect opportunity for you to to learn your your bylaws, code of conduct. Like, do a deep dive, red. Like, get into your your union politics. It would behoove you to do so. Get it. Get learn who the president, the vice president of your chapter is. Go to the meetings. See, that's a lot of people things they don't go. They don't go to the. They don't want to go to the union meetings. Right. And then some shit go down. Call my dad at three in the morning. Hey, I need your help. And he'd be like, well, did you read this? Did you read that? No, I didn't. You know? So all that racism shit go out the window when, <laughs> when the oligarchs say to hell with all of y'all and all that. Well, you're not a nigger today. You know? Well, okay. <laughs> For today, we'll be we'll be allies. Yes, yeah, all that racism shit go out the window when they all look at you like the same, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all of this meant to. Hey, thank you for the five hundred super chat. One of the realest. I appreciate that. I try. I try. I try. I'm so behind on. Uh, yeah. You know what, Red? Okay, I like that. See, see, Natasha Union. She ain't gonna speak bad on the union. A lot of y'all grew up in the unions. Y'all better pay, yeah, pay homage. Pay homage. <laughs> pay homage. Yeah, Teamsters, all right, see? Yeah, pay homage to the unions. Shit. Yeah, I wish you would, wish you would want to be a scab and, and, and cross that picket line. They will beat your ass. They will beat your ass. And then the worst part about it is, once at the dust settles and everybody renegotiates and they, and they sign off, they're not going to forget who crossed that line. You understand? Like there were stories, people, homes getting shot up, people's cars, tires flattened, windows bust out, kids were harassed at school. Like that shit was, we're talking old school eighties picketing. Like you cross that line. Not only will we fuck with you, but your entire family will pay for your sins. That's old school way of, of, of protesting. Cross the line if you want to. It's just not going to affect you. It's going to affect your family and your kids. And there were stories that it, 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 it was taking place, you know. Yeah, yeah. O'Shea, only, like, like I said, he already, he, he already told y'all he was trying to, you know, create the next, the next big wave and attach himself to it, you know. Yeah, they, they, they stay still over there. What's the Wolverine pick? Of of Wolverine laying in the bed with the holding a picture of Gene, and he's just like, "This is what they be doing with Kevin." They got that picture of Kevin. They laying in the bed, just touching. <laughs> That's what they be doing. That's what they be doing. Ah, shit. Worked in Meyer, and they took a real good game. Yeah, yeah. See, this is why Walmart will burn a store to the ground if you ever think about a union. For anyone that that worked worked into worked Walmart, they have a no union policy. It is so strict. If they get wind of you trying to start a union in one of their stores, they will fire everybody. They will gut that entire store of employees just to send a message to everybody else. Uh, UPS about to go on strike. UPS, uh, I remember the last strike they had 15, 16 years ago, crippled them. And FedEx, 
you know, became pretty much the number one shipper because UPS went on strike way back when. They about to go on strike again. You know? Yeah, yeah, Mac, I got the email, bro. I'm, I'm considering, man. I, I'm considering it. Yeah, listen. You, it, yeah, the unions is like the last bastion of how old school politics can still work in your favor. You know? Like, once the unions go, man, that's it. They're, they're the last thing that's, that's keeping, you know, the 1% is off y'all asses like that. So, <laughs> so shout out to everybody that's in unions, grew up in the unions. You know, you've seen the, the, the positives and benefits from it. But now I'm not saying it's not perfect. You know, I'm balled up in the corner like a crackhead. Against me. <laughs> All right, so let me do this real quick. Um, speaking of policies, content creators, if you went into your... Uh, Analytics today, you got this notification. So more updates, more updates. The ones that matter to me the most are the, uh, the memberships, the, the monetization and the memberships. If once again, cause you know, majority of us don't like to read. So you saw this at the top of your, uh, an- analytics when you went into the YouTube, YouTube studio Right. It, it, they give you they give you notice. So here's what you need to pay attention to. First things first, the YouTube partner program for all of us that are monetized with YouTube. Here's the new thing. Now, starting June 5th, 2023, they're extending their policy on reapplications. It used to be 30 days. Now you have to wait 90 days. OK, for those that lose the uh, monetization starting June 5th. If you lose monetization, you have to wait 90 days to reapply. 90 days. It used to be 30. They're not playing. YouTube not playing. Okay. Let's go. This means that channels that have been suspended or rejected more than once from the YPP now now must wait 90 days. So a majority of us have lost monetization once or twice before. You already put, they put you in that bag now. So if you lost monetization once before, now you go into the other side where you have to wait 90 days to reapply if you ever lose it again. Okay. If it's your first time being rejected from YPP, you can still reapply after 30 days. But if you're rejected again, you need to wait 90 days before reapplying. The YouTube, the new YouTube regime has taken over. You can obviously you can tell this is uh, the Indian man's work. The white woman is out. Susan Wojcicki. She's out. Her replacement, the Indian guy, this is his work. They don't, they, 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 they're going to starve those that depend on this. They're going to starve you out. They're going to starve you out. They're going to starve you out. Thank you, Sexy Red, for the 500 cash up. I appreciate that. Thank you, hon. So, so not only do you have section 230 looming in the background, now, once again, you're going to have to wait 90 days to reapply for monetization. Guys like Obsidian, if they ever lose it again, because he's lost his mon- he's lost monetization before, he can't afford to wait 90 days. You understand? He, Obsidian will not be able to afford 
to wait 90 days for, for re- reapplication. A lot of these guys are not going to be able to afford to wait 90 days. So you, what you need, what you, what you better start doing, evergreen content. Shout out to Walt Diddy. You, you better start making your content a little bit more family friendly. You understand? They're not playing with y'all out here. They're not playing. Indian man said, I'm not playing with y'all. You're going to clean up your act. Period. Okay? Now, says this change doesn't affect our appeal policy and channels will still have 21 days to appeal rejection and suspension decisions. If your appeal isn't, isn't approved and it's not your first time being rejected from YPP, you need to wait 90 days before reapplying. They're not playing with you. They're not playing with you, with us, per se. You're going, you're going, you're going to bend the knee. You're going to bend the knee to YouTube. Now, if your channel is demonetized and you're not tripping, then this doesn't apply to you. But for those of us that like to get paid for our work, our little shekels, this is a big deal. This is a very, very big deal. Okay. Keep it techies in the house. So yeah, content creators, y'all pay attention. Read, read, yeah, 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 yeah. Read that shit when they they give you notice. They give you notice. Okay. Basically, Carrie, get a real job. <laughs> but have it, naked yoga still up? <laughs> naked yoga still up. My man, MacBone, thank you. 10 months of membership. Wow. Okay, that's what's up. Those effeminate, weak, manosphere mofos make me so angry and fierce. I loudly cuss them out and register. Bro, don't do that. Come on, don't do that. Don't give them that much energy, man. Because listen, a lot of these dudes we would never hang out with in real life. You know, none of these guys should make you that upset, uh, MacBone. It really shouldn't. Don't give anybody that much power. Or, or let let them under your skin to that to that degree. This is the internet, you know. Okay, uh, what I'm going to say might seem insensitive, but if you get if you get monetization taken away, um, you're doing dumb shit on your channel. Not necessarily. Um, no, there's a few content creators that just read stories, and they've lost monetization. YouTube does what YouTube wants to do. There's it, they have policies that's to cover their asses. But listen, they want to take away your monetization. They'll do it. And don't forget. Just don't forget. Let me see. Do I still have it up? Let me see something real quick. Hold up. They still can. Is this it? Nope. That's not it. Damn it. I thought I had it. Oh, yes. They can still do this to you. They can still do this to you. Deleting your content will not remove a strike or, or, or we may also issue a community guideline strike on deleted content. They're not playing with y'all us. This still applies. Do you understand? Even all that sketchy content that y'all be scrubbing and deleting, it can still give you a strike on deleted content. How does that make sense? Ask, ask me, how, how does that make sense? It doesn't. It's YouTube. They do what they want to do. 
Okay? Yeah, that just, just happened to Truth Teller. He'll tell you it was deleted. How do you strike somebody for deleted content? You better start pivoting. You better hit them with a the Euro step and change your content or change how you deliver your content. They're not playing with y'all. All that hooping and hollering and fussing and cussing. All right, they got something for you. They're going to take away your money and then start issuing you strikes. And know, once you get that first strike, it ain't nothing for them to find another reason to give you a strike. Okay? They're not playing with y'all. All right? And not too many people caught this part. You know, C over talked about it. I, I talked about it, Reg. Uh, uh, Techie. For those of us that like to read and stay up and stay in the know, this is what I mean. This hasn't gone away. This 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 is still here. This has not changed. They're not going to rescind this. This is like this is permanent. Permanent. All right. It's going, I'm telling. Listen, it's going to be a kinder, friendlier YouTube. You gonna learn. They're gonna get your ass up out of here. All right. Okay. All right. Let me get out of here with this. Let me get out of here with this. And then let me pull it back. And then let me get caught up in these comments real quick. All right. All right. <laughs> So basically, listen, it's YouTube's discretion if they take away your monetization, but it doesn't help. I mean, don't do them. Don't make their job easier for them is what I'm saying. Yeah. That 90 days plus the time it takes to review. Your, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and they, they're not always going to do it within the 90 days. They may take longer. They may take longer. You know, Martina, hey. See, and I was, I was demonetized for three years. I'll never go through that again. I'll never go through that again. I'm cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they'll, the money's you generated for that month, you may or may not get it. You won't know until you don't get that email on the 21st saying AdSense has deposited such and such monies into your account. So they're not playing extremely vague and they keep it that way you know jay jermaine what's happening what's happening yeah I, I listen this is why youtube is is the penultimate abusive relationship it's the ultimate abusive relationship so as much as as bad as we talk about it a lot of us are still here okay all right okay okay uh oh. Magbone, thank you for the five <laughs> super chat. I will no longer cast my pearls before feminine weak swine. They deserve to be shaped to be burned up in furnaces. <laughs> Calm down, bro. Bro, calm down. I need you to woosah, man. I I get it. I get it. I get it. You I got I need you to woosah this shit, bro. I need you to woosah that. Uh, the gender, yeah, yeah, gender war management talk won't get monetized. Fall toy, I mean, I see the right on the wall. You ain't got to tell me, but you know what? It's hard to tell somebody who's made money in that in in that vein for 
three, four, five years. You know, old habits die hard. So it's, it's, I'm not making excuses for them, but if you've been making certain content for the last three years and it's been paying the bills, it's hard to pivot. It's hard to pivot and find something else to talk about that's going to replace the money you're going to be missing if you, if you do the pivot. And then you're going to see a lot of these guys that, that can't talk about anything outside of women. That's why who, I, who said that the make the challenge, the 30 day challenge. Yeah. A lot of these guys can't make content for 30 days straight and then not be about women. They would, they would know what to do with themselves. So I agree with that point. You know, Ray J, thank you for the 500 super chat, bro. Uh, <laughs> YouTube is like the, the non-denominational black church. They make up rules as they go. Yeah, man. Listen. And they'll never tell you. So from, I'm speaking from my experience. You know how I many times I got hit with hate speech, incendiary speech, but they never tell you which videos it is. Right. I've lost, I've lost monetization for bullying, hate speech, incendiary speech, but they never tell you which videos is the problem. They never tell you unless they outright strike you or community guidelines you for a specific video. When they take away your monetization, it, it gives you this very broad, basic, vague reason well, they said incendiary or hate speech. Okay, which videos, which live streams it, was it? They'll never tell you. You understand? So, listen, yeah, Tavares, if, honestly, bruh, if you're not going to do vanilla content, don't get on here. If you're not going to do vanilla, safe, almost kid-friendly stuff, don't waste your time getting on this, man. If you want to get on here just to run your mouth and talk about people and be petty and get into beefs and, ooh, who's over there talking about such and such? Don't waste your time because it's not going to be worth You're not going to get paid for it. The time and energy you're going to put into it is not going to be reciprocated. You're not going to get it back. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to be worth it. So really consider your content, you know, and what you're trying to get into this for because if it's basically black content, don't waste your time, bro. Seriously. I'm telling you, don't waste your time. You know, I mean, it, I'm just saying, don't let it keep you off, but understand it. They're telling you what content they want on this platform. They're telling you flat out, you know, I honestly don't know how Kai hasn't got a perma blend. I mean, as they should, you know, all, everything comes to an end. Everybody has good runs, you know. Uh, let me see, let me see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're gonna, if you're gonna do this, then do two channels: uh, a channel for nonsense and a channel for green content. That's the best way I can say do this. If you're if you're a black person, and you want to do a YouTube channel, a YouTube channel, and you like this nonsense, do two channels. One for nonsense and one for evergreen. You know, Miss Fifi, hey. Yeah, Keisha content is not gonna is not gonna pay off in the end. Yeah, they they can't do it. They can't do it. They can't. They can't. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> yeah, a lot of these guys, listen, man, come on. 
you think Ed could not talk about women for 30 days? And as much as Ed claims the culture, no nigga, you talk about the culture of what Keisha does, the Keisha culture. I share this. I share this per whoop de doo. So big deal. You share other people's content. What that really? <laughs> no, Edward Anderson cannot talk about women for 30 days. He cannot. BGS cannot. Who else? Bernard cannot. Who, who name, name me somebody. Angry man show cannot. You know what? I take that back. Angry man could, but he chooses to keep talking about women. Angry man is probably the only guy out of all of them over there that could do a successful Euro step pivot and be even more successful than what he is now. But he chooses to engage in Keisha content. Makes absolutely no sense. No sense. Every goddamn short he puts up. She did this. She did that. She said this. Is that what she do? What she do now? What is she doing today? What she do yesterday? What she do two weeks ago? What she doing tomorrow? What she doing next week? Like, you know, it, it is what it is. I respect everybody's right to do whatever they want to do. I'm just telling you what they're not going to tell you. And I'm not asking for money for, for this information. Okay. So. Hey. Okay, let me get caught up on this, man, because I didn't want to get too sidetracked. Yeah, the hate speech thing, and I'll never tell you why. I'll never, ever tell you why. Carrie, hey, thank you. Thank you for the 10 on the Super Chat. I have no problem with this. They need to step up their game intellectually or get a real job. We need more people in the workplace. Anyway, yeah. Oh, okay. Wait. And then I caught, I caught, um, what he said. So shout out to sexy red TV. Cause she had the clip. I didn't even know O'Shea said all this 2021. I, I'm, I'm, I'm privy to what happened. I didn't know he made multiple streams about it per se. I remember that that night they fell out cause I was on both their channels at the same time when they, when they actually fell out. Right. And then, and then angry man went on that whole Cobra thing that turned me, I was like, nigga, why are you calling him Cobra? Like, stop that turned me off on him. And, um, they would always take pot shots at each other over the years. And then, Osha had accused him of doxing and it was messy, man. I was just like, y'all might as well go ahead and get, get, get meet up in the back alley and, and, ha- and have it out. I mean, that's how bad it gotten. Like it's, it's to that point. Like, I'm like, y'all just might as well go ahead and just pick a spot. You bring four of your homies. You bring four of your homies. Pick a nice dark back alley. Everybody pull their vehicles in a circle. Turn your headlights on and, and get in it. And no one jump in. <laughs> Nobody jump in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nobody jump in. So then he said, whoever don't. Who, oh, then the, the killer part was. Now, mind you, this is from 2021. He said, anyone that talks ill in a space or against the space, he will not support. Okay. And, <laughs> and, 
I mean, everybody, like I said, fly that flag when when y'all ain't cool, when it's not popping. You know, oh, bro, ooh. Nah, no, nah, bro, you in time. I, just, um, you know what? For AM1, I, I'll, I'll, let me do this real quick. I'm going to run it back for AM1. AM1, um, when you get a chance, bro, go to your dashboard. And they, because YouTube made some policy changes. course i don't get on this one ah damn it hold up let me find out for my guy and once i get him up to speed i can get him up to speed history okay here we go okay am one this is for you bro uh they made changes to the to the uh monetization so what i need you to when you go into your dashboard and go into your, uh, yeah, it should be in your dashboard as the updates. You know, it gives you the option to learn, to learn or dismiss. So what you need to be aware of is starting June 5th, uh, next month, uh, they're going to extend the policy on reapplications. So if you lose your monetization, instead of waiting 30 days to reapply, you're going to have to wait 90 days, right? And if it's your first time losing the monetization, you can reapply after 30 days, but if you've lost it before, you'll, you'll have to wait 90 days. Okay. So that, I need to get, I just want to get AM1 up to speed on that. So, uh, YouTube is not playing. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it, it gets clicks and views, but ultimately it's going to affect your pockets. That's why I'm telling any content creator. Like if you're going to do the black thing, pick two channels, create two channels. You'd be a fool not to at this point. Okay. Um, okay. I'm so sorry. I'm behind on the comments, y'all. I really wasn't trying to spend this much time talking about this. Yeah. The 30 day, no Keisha challenge. They can't do it, bro. They can't do it. They can't do it. So, um, but yeah, um, and to my final point, um, yeah, so O'Shea said, whoever talks bad on the space, he won't support. Nigga, it's, we'll be okay. <laughs> Your little 35,000 Ugandan dollars, I think I'll be okay if I don't get it. I think we'll be okay, bruh. You know? We'll, we'll be okay. That 35,000 XXX, I, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> I think we'll be okay. <laughs> Ah, shit. I'm not, you know what? I'm not going to go there. I'm not going there, rap sheet. I'm not going red. No, hey, red, you know what? I, let me drop the link for you, bro. Let me drop the link for you. Where is the link? Where is the interview part? Is it interview? There we go. Okay. Red, this is for you. If you are free, red sings the blues. As I get caught up in these comments, as I get caught up in these comments. I know, bro. That's what that's what frustrates me, man. It's like, dog, like, come on, man. Like, I can. There's no way. He can't pivot. No, no, no. Listen, J. Jermaine, I stand on that. If he want, listen. If he, if he, 
just go the fucking anime route, man. There's no, he can have a million subs. He can have a million subs by the end of the year if he just does the anime stuff. Easy pivot. He can do it. The mother guys, they, have, they don't have anything else to talk about outside of, outside of women. Angry man chooses to engage in this nonsense, which is so, that, that frustrates me the most about him. You know? So. Yeah, you know what? Like I said, the whole Cobra thing, I said that, I said, it tells you everything you need to know. You know? Wait, wait. Yeah, I remember that. They were fighting over, over stream times. I remember, I remember the night they fell out. Because we were both back and forth on, on their channels. Right? Yeah, he sure did. He told his fans to come on over to his channel. I remember that shit like it was yesterday, bro. I think it was like November or December of whatever year that was. Yep, it was close to Christmas. It was close to Christmas. I remember that. I remember that. Keep it taking, my man. Thank you for the 500 Super Chat. Uh, I always thought AM would do something like Young Ripper. Dude has his own comment. <sighs> make it make sense, bro. It makes no sense. Thank you, AM1, for the Super Chat. I appreciate that, bro. Thank you, thank you. It, it makes no sense. None. 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 Bruh, he can teach you graphic design. Um, yeah, his YouTube s- setup. Um, editing. Like, he can, he can pivot so many different ways. You know? Like I said, if I was his manager, I'd, I'd, I'd be pissed. We'd be fighting every day. Like, what are you doing? You know? Like, we, 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 we would be fighting every day. It would be like Ari Gold, Vincent Chase. Like, what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? Let me do my job. Do your, do this. It would be Ari Gold versus Vincent Chase all day. All day. All right, listen, I, I'm not an expert in the union. I just grew up in it because my daddy was union president. I just grew up in it. And I mean, like I said, you see some, you see certain things. How could you not, you know, whatever you, your dad does, you'll be into it too, for the most part, especially for sons. Like if you got a father, whatever, more than likely as a kid, whatever your daddy was into, you'd be into it as well. Okay. So it was just a natural, um, a natural thing for me. But like I said, once you, once you've been to a picket, uh, a strike, You'll, you'll never see things the same again. And once again, like I said, as I got older, I learned what a strike was, right? And when you realize, oh my God, that means daddy has no money. And you get a little older and you realize a strike means daddy's not going to get, that daddy's not going to have any money. And then you get worried for your dad. Like, oh my God, mom, dad's not going to have any money. He's on strike. And every couple of years, like clockwork, when that contract runs out, Strike time. It's like, fuck, they about to go on strike. So when you're 15, 16, now nah, it's like, damn, how long are they going to be on strike for? What are they, so what does the union want this time? And what, what is the company not willing to give them? Then you understand the politics. Then you realize the negotiation and all that other stuff. Like, how can you not be immersed in it to a certain extent, you know? Yeah, listen, everybody about to go on strike. <laughs> 
Everybody about to go on strike. They not playing. I have five. Thank you for the five hundred super chat. These these <laughs> nobody see coming with these new YouTube changes. A flood of new Indian content creators, members of the Chicken Hawk, uh, targeting kids. Yeah. UAW been telling us to save up because the, the big three on some shit is this next contract. Wow, that's crazy, yo. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, and then, you know, Ford just cut two shifts. What are you, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I live across the street from the GM plant in Tonawanda and they'd be out there striking. I blow my head. I'm telling you, I'm telling you like as a kid that just, it's like, what, what is this? And you know, she pull up, she drop him off at lunch and we talked to him for about five, 10 minutes. And then he's like, all right, y'all get, y'all get out of here. And we, and we driving off and he back there fighting, cussing and yelling. I just be like, yes, I see my dad in the rearview mirror. And he just out there. <laughs> it's the crazy. Listen, you see all the wives. It'd be a line. The cars be all lined up just to pull up to the to the picket line to, to drop the food off to the to the husbands. This craziest thing, man. Red, what's good, bro? What up? So, so are you, are you? Nervous or, or are you, you know what? Tell, tell us your thoughts on, on the pennant strike. It's dumb. It's all politics, honestly, because I just got my email today about uh, joining the TV industry. Just okay. joined it. Like literally just got the email and saying, hey, you just got into this local in this state. And mm-hmm. what they're doing now is saying, that local 52, uh, local 100, local 52, uh, local 278, those, uh, those unions are being affected by it as well. So like builders, riggers, all that, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's been that way for the last uh, two months. Okay. So it's been like, it's been weird, man, because me as a freelancer, I take union work, but... Like it has been so low as of recently. And it is because of like the writers guild strikes and screenplay rights. And it's, and there are still union and non-union strikes going on. So for the last two months, there have been like little to no events. Um, a lot of TV shows have been delayed. Mm-hmm. Even uh, it goes as far as like sports and um, it goes into sports and daytime television. So like I'm lucky enough to be at Sesame Street right now, right? Because okay. um I literally just got like a confirmation from the union about okay, you're gonna be placed here for now as an audio guy. So I just okay. I, I was just like, okay, sign this whole thing. And then on top of that, there's like a it's not a meeting, but it's like they're talking about okay. These are the dates that you can probably go in, you know, because I can't go into a lot of it, but like, it's just so screwed up 
and honestly, it's because it's either deadline extensions or um, just honestly coffee breaks, to be quite honest with you. It's all politics at the end of the day. Okay, so here's what I've read so far. The main issues are the streaming, ancillaries, um, it, it's streaming, and then I forget the other issue, but the streaming part of it is, the, is a big issue because with well, the streaming yeah. services, they need to restructure people's contracts and the studios are right. not. Yet. So you, you don't agree with this at all? I mean, I agree and then I disagree because I agree with it because everybody who has been affected by streaming for the last two, three years, I understand why it's going on. Okay. But then on top of that, I disagree because it's just like, well, everyone else gets affected by it the longer you strike. You know what I'm saying? Like the longer writers go on strike, the longer I don't have work. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, you know, with everything being delayed or, you know, people having to go go back to, uh, you know, just non-Broadway or just theater in general, it's just more or less like, okay, this has been going on for years. The union is semi doing its job. Then on top of that, it's like the DGA, WGA, and all of them. They have to, you know, uh, they have to co-sign on a lot of stuff. But, I mean, the streaming services are going to be an ongoing problem because, again, if you've been paying attention to the last two, three years of the uh, pandemic, honestly, the streaming services were supposed to be like a reset to the whole industry. That's right. And because of that, now you have to renegotiate um, IA contracts. You have to negotiate DGA contracts. You have to negotiate even actors rates. So there's that, right? That's the stuff that I can go into, but it's like more or less like union based. I can't go into, but I mean, kind of looking at it, I understand why it needs to happen. But for the last two, three years, they've been kind of sitting on that and they've only got like, two things signed, which is basically you cannot fix a rate when you're doing a streaming service and they have to pay out at least, and it's not even a big, it's not even a big percentage, but I think it was like five to 10% of what they make from the box office. Because again, you know, the, the movies, TV, it all goes through like Hollywood. It goes through their algorithm box office and all that other stuff. But when it comes down to streaming services, it's like YouTube, like they get paid, you don't get paid, you know? Right. Yeah. So, um, when, when Scarlett Johansson, I mean, she got her, she got a check, but she, she sued Disney. It was like, look, I should get beat. I should be getting paid for black widow being streamed because, you know, right. she came up saying it, you know, it, it would have made a billion dollars, which it wouldn't have made it a billion dollars, but, but she was the precursor. Yeah. She was like, okay, the writing's on the wall. And I was like, you know what? This could be bigger than what this is. Um, will this make you join the union? I mean, <laughs> technically, I'm already in the TV union, so it's okay. just like, I mean, it going forward, it's just going to be like, uh, okay, so this is going to be, you know, the the new problem in which a lot of unions are going to have to face, and a lot of people in the union are going to have to face it, which is more or less, how are they going to get paid? Because again, the streaming services go directly towards the corporations, it goes right into a lot of uh, the streaming services. So basically you're going to run into that problem more or less uh, for us TV guys. Um, I mean, it shouldn't affect us that much, but because writers and everybody are going on strike and that's been going on for the past few weeks, 
it has been affecting me personally because again i have to be there to install it i have to be there to build it i have to be there i have to be there period so it's like the more you prolong the the more you prolong this the more people are gonna you know have to make decisions you know what i'm saying well i'll say this i don't think it'll it'll last as long as oh wait i don't think it will be nearly as long i think everyone learned their lessons from it and i do think once they come to an agreement i think every few years you will have to renegotiate those streaming payouts yeah yeah i mean again i personally think that um they should have been doing that for the past two three years they should have literally because of the first few strikes in which i i'm not saying i was a part of but a few of my friends were a part of um it uh, my my friend is in a union has been in the film union for about two years he went on strike because of um the union saying you have to be there 24 7 no breaks people were sleeping in their cars and all that stuff just to meet deadlines and this was the pandemic so you mm. know film and tv were in rampant production i only did like maybe two three things and i remember just saying look i, I probably just might go to sleep at a uh at a hilton in manhattan you know i remember that um I think this has to happen, like you said, and also the VFX artists um, have been treated so poorly by by the likes of Disney and, and Marvel. I think this has mm-hmm. to happen. You kind of need a, a minor reset for everything now moving forward. Um, yeah, I don't think it's going to last as long as people um, as as await because that left a lot of bad taste and a lot of people. Might say, I, I had friends that, you know, lost homes, cars because of it, you know. Um, yeah. Everybody learn. I think everybody learned their lesson because it affects everybody from top to bottom. And I don't think anybody wants, um, you know, to stop the monies from coming in, but you got to pay people with what they deserve at, at the very least. Well, yeah. Well, also you have to pay into the, uh, you have to pay into the annuity fund, which yeah. most shows do like you have to, like, there's no way you can delay something and then be able to pay, you know, your annuity in the next month. Right. Yeah. You won't be able to do it. Yeah. So there, there's that. But yeah, that's so, kind of how I think about the strike. It's I, I mean, I agree with it, but it's kind of been like two years since the streaming services has started to boom. And you guys can't really say you guys. Why? Why would you guys sit on it? You know. I guess maybe because, like you said, we thought the streaming. I still believe that streaming is going to eventually kill the theaters. I, it's going to take a while, or it may end up being the number one mode of entertainment. It hasn't happened just yet, and you know, people came back to the theaters to a certain extent. So, I, I think people were were preparing for the worst, but it didn't happen. So, I, I guess you yeah. kind of let it, you had to let a couple years go by to see how this thing's going to going to go to a certain extent. Well, I, well, I mean, with the. Uh with the streaming services killing the theaters, I went to the super Mario bros movie and there was like limited people there. I mean, yeah, they, I mean, it was sold out for like the last two weeks, but yeah. a lot of people in the other theaters are like, they, they were like dead. I had to check it out. I was like, all right, let me, let me go. Cause I think more or less people want to see movies that they want to watch. Right. They're right. not really into like the other movies because uh, the Super Mario Bros. movie just surpassed one billion dollars. Hit a billion, is, yeah! Congrats to them, yeah. Yeah, man, I think I might just talk about that tonight because, um, yeah, that's actually pretty big. You know, that's like, a I, I think very that. big deal. Yeah, I mean, I, I and, and you know, the whole, I I like seeing Marvel fall in its face. I love seeing this shit. I I, yeah. I love it. I love it. 
you've been yeah, on top for it. so long, you you kind of lost your way, and you you kind of rested on your laurels. For you just assume people are going to show up because you slap a Marvel sticker on top. No, you put agendas in these movies. People don't want to see this shit. Yeah. Well, also another thing too, which I think they are going to have to, you know, keep in mind or keep in you know consideration. And and this is just illumination. Um. Illumination is not going to have to, like, they cannot sell. They can't afford to sell. It's like, no. you know, in Young Ripper's case, you can't afford to sell, right? right? I mean, the last the last thing we were talking about, you know, uh, you know, you said Young Ripper. I mean, in the future, he might sell. That's a bad yeah. idea. Then yeah. if he sells, then that's his brand. That's his, that's, those are his characters. That's his IP. You know, any corporation can do whatever the hell they want with it. Illumination, they're their own thing. They're in, yeah. what, I think Paris, France. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're a French uh, animation company, but if they keep this up and they take notes, I wouldn't sell to Disney Universe. I wouldn't sell to them. Right? No, because, because that, that yeah, their their value would be too. They wouldn't. Yeah, they wouldn't need to because you know the the, the value would, would just for them would just go through the roof. Um, yeah. But you know what? In the case of Young Ripper, if he, I still think in five six years, if they say like, okay, we'll do eighty twenty with you. You keep twenty percent. Do like a do like a Lucasfilm. Okay, we want to buy you out, but you can, we'll cut you a check for the rest of your life. Like, that's a win. But then, yet again, I mean, then who takes over that? Disney, Marvel, and then what is Marvel going to do, you know? Because that, that's, that's the problem in and of itself. It's like, the, the one thing that I think a lot of people want to do is not be a part, like, is not be a part of the status quo, which would be Hollywood all these, you know, all these media conglomerates. The, the problem is the media conglomerates. They have way too much money yeah. and, you know, they have way too much money and it's too much of a monopoly to now start, you know, saying, oh, well, you know, uh, we need more corporations or small, uh, small animation or comic book businesses. And now all of a sudden, like, it's just going to keep on growing bigger, but then fall flat on its face to the point where, in which I've been saying you know, like you're going to have to at least create a, you know, a, a an avenue out, right? Mm-hmm. There is no way like nobody, nobody want, nobody. And like I said, and I've been seeing, right? Nobody cares about these, you know, like corporations anymore. Like they, they are falling flat on their face for a reason to buy out somebody that's making more money than them. I mean, yeah, that that's, that's, that's something to them. Mm-hmm. But to somebody who who's been building the business since day one, it's like nah, you know. We'll see. Well, I, I guess we'll have the conversation again in about five or six years. So, yeah, we'll have know, I, yeah, yeah. Um, well, well, you got any, you got any last words on on this strike thing, man? Uh, no, man. It's gonna be a. It's, I mean, it's gonna be a ride. I think it's gonna last but a few weeks. I mean, again, it's yeah. I can see the the streaming services, but then like a few other things, it'll be like coffee breaks and and deadline extensions and stuff like that. It's just like, all right. <laughs> yeah, if, all it's, right. if it's one class of people, you can't afford to just kind of weigh down. It's it's creatives. You have mm-hmm. to allow them the space to be creative, and you oppress them it's going to show it in, in the quality of the works. And I, I think that's part of what's, what's happening as well. So. Yeah, no, I, and I agree with that, but thank you, Sly. I appreciate you. Hey, no, thank you for coming through, bro. And we'll talk, we'll wrap again real soon. So yeah, man. Yeah, appreciate man, it. everybody go it. check out red sings the blues as my man, as always, as always cool, 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 cool. All right. So I've talked enough about it. So let me show y'all what we've been talking about. Where in the front is it? Where is it? 
Okay. So here it is. So everybody understands they're going to strike. It just depends on how long. Um, so last week, SAC after I released a statement saying it was strongly supporting the WGA on his ongoing contract talks with the AMPTP. Okay. Um, let's see what they said is the statements, uh, actors unions put, put out, uh, talked about roadblocks to fair and equitable wages and working conditions, a push to agree to terms that reflect the unique worth and contribution of creative talent and workers without whom the industry would not exist. And this is true. This is why I said the creatives, you have to allow them spaces, safe spaces to be creative. Okay. Uh, and so the major points were, here we go. The, the simple truth of the matter is that the streamers don't want to provide any real transparency regarding the viewership numbers of their content. There's a third party system that I forget that, that tries to come close to the viewer, the viewership numbers Nielsen does his thing, but it's it, like I said, that Netflix only tells you what they tell you, right? You'll never get an accurate number from Netflix, HBO Max, Disney Plus. They, they'll give you numbers, but you'll never know if it's the real true viewership numbers, right? Um, and no one wants to offer a much needed pay raise to the rank and file writers who work in increasingly smaller and sparer rooms and have access to a steadily shrinking number of open writing assignments. And this is what happened in 2007 and 2008. Okay. All right. Where you going? Where you going? Oh my gosh. Uh, okay. You're taking your car, right? Don't drive my car. You better not drive my car. I ain't playing with you. Put them keys back, mother. See, just thinking women. Anywho, now let's get to some more Hollywood news. Remember this guy? Remember this guy? Matthew Lawrence, the younger brother of Jory Lawrence. Thank you, Red, for the, uh, another 500 Super Chat. Brown paper bag fun. Thanks for letting me talk on entertainment. Yeah, man, we need to do, we need to do that more often. Because I enjoy the entertainment politics. You're in it, and I, I love those discussions. So we definitely need to have more of those for sure. Sydney Chase, what's happening? Hey, JJ, man, you all good, man. Listen, if y'all see somebody acting up in the chat, man, do it. That's what you got to wrench for. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, browbeat y'all for doing what you, what you think is best. That's why you guys got wrenches. So if they acting up in the chat, get him with the 50 cal, you know, I ain't taking it personal. So remember this guy, Matthew Lawrence. He was a little cute one. He was Joey's cute little brother. What TV show was that? Damn it. What TV show was it? He was on with his, with his brother. I mean, he was the key. He was so adorable. I mean, he was just freaking cute. Right. Um, <laughs> Matthew Lawrence opened the April 28th episode of his brotherly love podcast on a serious note. Okay. On this show, co-hosted by his brothers, fellow actors, Joey and Andrew Lawrence, the 43 year old actor recounts his experience, refusing to engage with a director involved with a Marvel project who asked Lawrence to take his clothes off during a meeting. Okay. Um, what it was blossom, wasn't it? Jeez, Ooh, we old. We getting old, sis. We getting old, y'all. Blossom, and I always thought blossom was, even though she had a big crazy nose, but it was she had a cute factor about her, right? But then of course we all was looking at six because six was the, 
Six and six was the baddest white girl on on TV at that point until Topanga. Right, so six and Topanga, baddest white girls on TV. <laughs> six and Topanga, it's like ah, <laughs> it's like ah, don't make me choose, don't make me choose. Uh, that's right. Give me, give me a break. Hell yeah. So you know they they these guys got skin in the game. So um. He said, there's been many times in my life where I've been propositioned to get a huge role. I lost my agency because I went to the hotel room, showed up in, and he says, where the actor alleges a prominent director showed up in his robe, asked me to take my clothes off, said he needed to take Polaroids of me and said, if I did X, Y, and Z, I will be the next Marvel character. Please don't think these people get acting jobs based off their talent. Yes, Nell Carter's give me a break. Hell yeah. Yeah, see, I don't I don't like Blossom on Big Bang. I liked her when she was younger because she had the cute factor, even though she had the big nose. I was still like, yeah, she's still cute though. Now she's gotten older. She's highly intelligent though. That chick is her IQ is stupid through the roof. She went to uh, where did she go to Stanford? I think she went to Stanford. And she was in physics and shit. Like she's legit a nerd. Like she's legit stupid, intelligent, highly intelligent. Like I would have kids with her just off her intelligence quotient because I know the kid's going to be smart, right? Because you're going to pick and choose your mate and different, different uh, traits your child your children would inherit. I would have a kid with her because you know the kid's going to be stupid smart. That's how you do it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, so he said, I will be next tomorrow. Okay, okay. And so he said, Lawrence alleges that his agency, which, which he did not identify by name, ended up firing him because he left the hotel room. Y'all need to rewatch um, Entourage on HBO Max. Y'all need to rewatch all eight seasons of Entourage. They done told y'all. Vince done went through some things in that series, man. You know how many times Ari would lose his mind because Vince wouldn't do this and that for, for a director he would, had to go meet. And then the one role he got during his comeback, Ari got the call. He said, I don't know what you did. I don't know what you did to him, but you got the job. Yo, Entourage spilled a lot of Hollywood beans on how things, you know, because Vince, Vince Chase was based off Mark Wahlberg's career. Ari Gold was his agent, still is his agent to this day. So, um, yeah, let's continue. Let's continue. Um, a representative, a representative for the actor was not immediately available for comment. Um, Matthew Lawrence shared his difficult experience during a larger conversation between the brothers and the, about the Me Too movement, which he calls a very good thing. However, he argues that men have not received the same support as women when it comes to sharing their experiences with sexual harassment and abuse in the entertainment industry. Not a lot of guys, in my opinion, have come out and talked about this in the industry. Now, granted, it's probably about a third of what women go through men go through this as well. I think our society is less ready to hear that that situation is going on with men than they are with women, of course. Of course. But you know what? Now he got me. Now I'm thinking. Now let's do, let's do a little dive. Let's look at all the Marvel directors. Let's look at all the Marvel directors 
No, I don't want actors. I want I want directors. Marvel directors only. Okay. Now, of course, we'll never know who exactly he was talking about. Uh, let's see. So we're going to go with the top 15. Okay, there's Alan Taylor. Louis Leterrier. Scott Derrickson. Peyton Reed. Kenneth Branagh. Joss Wheat. You know what? He's a, he's a suspect. I'm putting Joss Wheat as my number one suspect that asked Matthew Lawrence to take off his clothes. If you've been following Hollywood, you know Joss Whedon, how he treated uh, them girls on Buffy, the Vampire Slayer. This man is a, a, is, is a known freakazoid. Let's continue. John Watts, Shane Black, Joe Johnston, Ann Boyden, James Gunn. I put James Gunn's another freak. Remember those tweets about the children? That got him fired from Marvel in, in, in the beginning, and they brought him back after like three or four years, right? Jane, James Gunn's another freak. Let's see who else. The Russo brothers. Okay, I believe one of them are gay. I think they're both gay, but whatever. Couldn't be, can't be Ryan Coogler. John Favreau, Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi is another freakazoid. I don't know. I don't know. He won't say, which is... You know, that's his, that's his right to, to not say. Like, I can't be mad at him for not, for not wanting. Oh, come on, you're not going to do it. Okay, this is Marvel. The Marvel directors. Let's see, let's see what else. See, now it's, on, now it's in the New York Post. So now it's in the New York Post. I would need to know what year this was. If he said what year this was for that particular movie, then we know exactly who the director was. But he doesn't say the year this took place. Shit. Damn. Come on with this ad, man. Yeah, if he only said what year this was. where I've been propositioned to get a huge role. I've lost my agency because I went to the hotel room, which I can't believe they would send me to, of a very prominent Oscar award-winning director who showed up in his robe. Oh, all right. You done gave us a clue. He won an Oscar. <laughs> How many Marvel uh, directors that won an Oscar? There's our clue. There's our clue. We're going we're gonna to do a deep dive. Asked me to take my clothes off and said he needed to take Polaroids of me. And that if I did X, Y, and Z, I would be the next Marvel character. I didn't do that. And my agency fired me because I left this, this director's room. Wow. Bro, you just gave us a huge breadcrumb. I'm scared to see who's on this list. Marvel directors. <laughs> That have won Oscars. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Okay. Okay. Come on. Now give it. Give it. Give it to us. Now wait a minute. Now wait. 
See, now you're playing. Let me go somewhere else. Um. Okay, the first one was close. It can't be her. It was a guy. Damn it, damn it, damn it. Mm. Okay, let's do this. So awards, awards, oh, so Oscars, Oscars, Oscars. Who's won Oscars? Okay, Academy Awards. 2019 was for... No, I take that back. You see, he said Oscar award winning director. Damn it. Let me find, let me, let me try another, let me try another Oscar winner. No, Oscar winner, no, Oscar winner, no. But I want the actors, I want the directors. Damn it. Marvel directors, Oscars. How many Oscars? No, I don't want that. Oscar winning directors? No. Marvel, Oscar, no, 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 nope. Let's see. Marvel hires uh, Oscar winners. Yes. Um, no, no, I don't want that. I don't want actors. Okay. Marvel hires Oscar winning directors. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm gonna get to the. I'm gonna get to the chat. Just bear with me. I'm. I'm. I'm in hunting mode. I'm hunting right now. Chloe Zhao is the only one that that comes to mind, but this it couldn't be her because she just did the Eternals four or five years ago. It had to be Kenneth Branagh. It had to be Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh has an Oscar. I'm gonna say it's Kenneth Branagh. Now Kenneth Branagh. He's a legend, Shakespearean type director. Like, ooh, you know what? Marvel. Let me see. Let's try this again. I know Kenneth Branagh has one. It might be him. Marvel directors with Oscars. See, I don't want these actors. Nope. Yeah, see, he's all over the net now. Independent picked it up. Huffington Post picked it up. It's just a matter of time before they before people figure out who it, it, who the director was. Okay. Oscar winning director Marvel. Uh, for, we're going to provide some extra. Please, no, come on, come on, come on. Look up Kenneth Branagh. I know Kenneth Branagh has has an Academy Award. I know he does. Kenneth. There we go. Not Kenneth Copeland. God damn it. I said Branagh. Branagh. Yeah, this dude, he did ham. This is Kenneth Branagh. Okay. Now, let me see what movies he, let me find out what movies he did. Hold up, because I think this might be our guy. I think this might be our guy. He's a theater guy. Like, this guy is a trained, he is a, he is the, he's that guy. 
he did the first Thor, right? Yeah, he did Thor in 2011. He did Thor in 2011. Let's see. Nominated for eight Academy Awards. First individual nominated in seven different categories. And first nominations. Blah, 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 blah. Awards. Academy. Okay, he won. He has won when for Henry V and Belfast. This might be our guy, y'all. I don't know. I don't know. Because the only other director that has won an Oscar um, that worked with Marvel is Chloe Zhao. And she ain't, that's not her, clearly. I don't know. I think we might have, this might be, it might be him. I could be wrong. It might be him. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Google said no, sir. <laughs> yeah, they, I gave it. <laughs> Brian Singer, no, it's not. Brian Singer doesn't have, that's not Brian Singer. Everybody knows Brian Singer's dirt. Everybody knows what Brian Singer's done. Everybody that's ever accused him has come out already. It's not Brian Singer. Brian Singer's X-Men. Brian Singer's, all his shit was X-Men. Everybody knows him from X-Men and his pool parties. That's, that's not, no, that's not him. It's not him. It's not him. It's not him. Okay. All right, so I'm my money's on Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, my my money's on Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, that's who I'm. That's who I'm. I'm. Uh, that's my money. Eventually, it'll come out, y'all. Eventually, because not everybody's picking a story up. Everybody's picking a story up. Okay. Yikes! Yikes! X-Men, when Brian Singer was doing his thing, was not with Marvel. It was with Fox. Please don't do this. When Brian Singer was running the X-Men franchise, it was under Fox. Don't do this. I know what the fuck I be talking about. Okay? Trust me. Trust me. If I, if I pivot into, into, into TV films, none of y'all would be watching. Y'all be like, man, sloppy talking about movies and shit. I'm out. Okay. It was under Fox. <laughs> X-Men is Marvel. Shut up. <laughs> and Marvel just bought it two years ago. Two years ago, they just acquired it from Fox. Which is why you, you, you're just now getting reports of Fantastic Four being cast. Okay. Come on, man. I, I know what I what I be talking about. Don't do this to me, y'all. Don't do it. Don't do that to me. See, here we go. Fox is owned by Disney. See, see what the see what the dumb shit, y'all. I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna let y'all live. I'm gonna be nice and let y'all live. Fox just sold it two years ago. Look up them Brian Singer X Men's. We're talking mid '90s, 2000s. Not the same. Don't do this. Uh, uh, okay, see, what what did I just say, y'all? See, you see how people want. Okay, I just said 
it, Brian Singer was attached to X-Men. He was the director of all those movies. Brian Singer was doing all his mansion parties back then. It, it's not Brian Singer. You dumb fuck. Marvel just acquired it. Just acquired Fox. Just not even a couple years ago. What the fuck are you talking about? Brian Singer has nothing to do with it now. Damn. Dummies. Everybody's come out to accuse Brian Singer of all the, all the weirdness. There's no more skeletons in Brian Singer's closet. This is why nobody hires him now. This is why nobody hires Joss Whedon now. Everybody, the skeletons have been exposed. No one's hiring these guys. Everybody that has something to do with accusing them have already come out and accused them. The fuck are you talking about? You're stupid. Get out, get out of here. There's nothing for you here. Get out of here. Dumb. Dumb. You know what? Let's look up the acquisition. Let's look up when, when Marvel acquired Fox. What year did this take place? When did this take place? 2019. 2019. Let's look up Brian Singer's X-Men movies. Brian Singer X-Men movies. When was the last movie he directed for them? Oh, look. 2019 allegations. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, look at that. Oh, 2017 lawsuit. Oh, oh, okay. The last movie was Dark Phoenix. Right before they got acquired. Don't do this. I'm smarter than you for a reason. Okay? I'm I'm smarter than you for a reason. Once again, 2019 Dark Phoenix. And then the allegations popped off in 2019 and 2017 lawsuit. Everybody knows about this man's, his, his, his past. This is why he doesn't get, he, no one hires him anymore. Okay? It got acquired in 2019. All right, please kindly get the fuck out of my chat. Shut the fuck up talking to me. Get your dumb ass up out of here. Respectfully, get your dumb ass up out of here. No, exactly. Brian didn't win, does, Brian doesn't have any Oscars. There's only two directors that work with Marvel that have Oscars. It's Kenneth Branagh and Chloe Zhao. It ain't the Asian woman. It ain't the Asian woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm calmed down. Let me calm down. Let me calm down. All right, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sony still owns Spider-Man. Spider-Man, that's why they... Uh, Disney has a, uh, a license deal with Sony. So basically, Sony says you can use our Spider-Man that we own, put him in your movies, but we get the majority of the monies. This is why when Spider-Man No Way Home didn't come out on Disney Plus, people were like, well, is it, a, is, it, is, it a, is it a Marvel movie? No, it's a Sony. Sony owns Spider-Man. That's why you didn't see No Way Home uh, on Disney Plus. Okay? 
Okay? They'll never sell Spider-Man. They're not stupid. Sony will never sell Spider-Man. Never. Ever. Information Man, what's happening? What's bracking? What's bracking? What's bracking? Just like Universal will never sell the rights to the Hulk. Right? Because when Marvel was in debt and sold all of its characters to get some monies, and they were slowly buying them back, right? They didn't buy back the Hulk when they had the chance. Now Universal was like, huh. Now you need the Hulk, and, and this is why the Hulk is so damn watered down now. They can only do so much. Universal owns the rights. Universal's asking too much money for the Hulk. And they've, and they've ruined the Hulk. Nobody wants it anymore. It's now it's like, what are you going to do with him? He, now you done brought, brought his son Scar in, into the damn She-Hulk shit. Right? So now they're playing with the idea of maybe a, maybe a World War Hulk uh, the next time we see him, possibly. Yeah. Uh, all right, so that's how that works. Yeah, yeah. He's done in Hollywood, man. He's done. Him and Joss Whedon, done. Done. Done did too much dirt. But it's all good. It's all good. Let me get up out of here. Let's get to something else. Man, I'm like, why are you trying? Respectfully, sir. Shut your ass up. Shut your ass up, motherfucker. Get your dumb ass off my face. I don't like spazzing on people like that. Man, come on, don't tell me something I already know. Like, I, this is what I, I follow this shit. Like, I'm into this shit. You know what? The day I do this complete pivot, y'all gonna be like, man, Sly don't even talk about the same. He always talk about comic books and TV shows, man. I used to fuck with Sly, but he on that other shit. Nobody would come watch me. Nobody would come watch me. Right? So, all right. Let me. <laughs> yes, sir. Sir. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't, that backhanded compliment like, sir. No, no, no. Nah, younger, you don't piss me off. Yo, let me let's pull up some clips. Let's go over some clips. I see Nick's telling me I should, huh? But yeah, Tavares, we're we're at heart, we're geeks. We're geeks at heart. We just don't let the world know because the world can be cruel. The world can be cruel. What's this clip I want to play? Michael Jackson was trying to buy Marvel. Michael Jackson, the greatest entertainment businessman, artist to have ever existed. This man was trying to buy Marvel. Lord have mercy. See how the synchronicity just be flowing through the universe and be flowing into my body. Uh, uh, uh. You see how the universe just blesses me. All this damn knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. I think uh, about a plan to buy Marvel, the comic business, back in 2001 or two, I think it was. Let's listen to this. We could easily go into Universal and buy. We would own Jaws, E.T., Close yeah. Encounters, you know, all the classics from, uh, from, from uh, Universal. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, Mike. Mike. Them people, you property you talking about, them them people property. You can't do that, Mike. That's them people property you trying to buy. Who you talking about, Sly? Steven Spielberg, nigga. You can't go up in there trying to buy Steven Spielberg IP. 
killing you. You can't do that. You can't go in there and talk about, I want to buy Steven Spielberg IP. Huh? Am I talking to y'all today? Am I making some sense? Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead and bless us. On all that stuff that will allow us to do a universal, I mean, a channel. Part of the Marvel channel can be not only the Marvel characters, but Marvel films like the catalogs. We could do anything we want from restaurants to, to retail, theme parks. Now, you actually got the financing in place, I believe, for this deal. Then came the, the scandal court cases, and it all got put on the back burner. Disney ended up buying Marvel and doing exactly what Michael had predicted and making a fortune at it. Tell me about this. That was the second part. Hey, get that little goofy nigga back up in my chat. What that little goofy, <laughs> what that little goofy motherfucker about, sir? What that little fool at now? <laughs> Bring his little goofy ass back up in here. <laughs> Mike was doing too much. Once again, I'm going to keep saying it. Mike was the greatest business mind artist-wise ever, 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 ever. Now, I personally don't believe he's dead. That's just, that's just, this is my theory. This is my way. This is how I see it. I don't think Mike is dead. I just believe they, he had to give up everything and to go away. I don't think Mike is dead, though. But you could not let this man own property. Not not Steven Spielberg property, bro. They're just not going to let you do it. You're too ambitious. Bad enough you had the Beatles and, and God knows whoever else, Elvis Presley. Not, not you met, you're talking Spielberg, bro. You're talking Spielberg. Spielberg is, I'm sure, is a lot of people consider him the greatest director ever, Hollywood-wise, ever. Like, you know, people put him above Hitchcock. It depends on who you ask. But you can't, they can't let you do this, bro. You're just a little bit ambitious. You know, you're a little, little ambitious. Like, you, them, the, them, them people you're talking about, can't, the lodge ain't going. <laughs> nah, the lodge ain't going. <laughs> that ain't playing with y'all. What's happening? What's happening? All right. Prince? Nah. What, what business moves does Prince make? Prince signed a bad deal at 17, right? And people forget Prince was underage when he signed his contract with Warner Brothers. That contract should have been null and voided because he was underage. No, I, I would never put Prince's business acumen uh, uh, alongside Michael's. Man, please, don't disrespect MJ like that. Now, I'll, I'll give you credit. He was smart for doing the indie thing when he was after he created Paisley Park and you could buy his albums online and all and get the tickets. That was smart. Okay, that was cool. That's cute. This man's talking talking about owning people's IPs. Them people, people. You understand? That's a that's a that's a big difference. You selling your your tickets to your concert independently versus this man trying is trying to buy Spielberg's IP. There's levels to this. There's levels to this. Quincy Jones blessed Michael with the business, and he took it and ran with it. You understand? Yeah. 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 You yeah you you're not gonna touch them people's property. They weren't gonna let you have it. They weren't gonna let you have it. 
Okay? All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's everybody calm down. Everybody calm down. Everybody calm down. All right. Next clip. Mm, where shall I go with this? Do I want this one? What is this? No, I'll talk about it in a minute. Let's do a little Dane Calloway, y'all. I like Dane Calloway. Pretty solid arguments for me. Like I never believed in in the, in the out of uh, out of Africa theory. I just had to play. I just had to play this because if if the logistics of moving tens of thousands of captured slaves across one of the roughest oceans on the planet, which is the Atlantic Ocean, it never made sense to me. But I'll let Dane break it down because he puts it so eloquently. Let's just take a listen real quick. Would you survive this if you were captured by some anonymous so-called white people that don't speak your language, but they somehow managed to capture you and your family members? Matter of fact, your whole tribe. When I tell you that white supremacy is an illusion, that's what I'm talking about. You just handing them the power. That forces you to not look at the bigger picture. They didn't even have ships. Keep in mind, during the time period that I'm referring to, during the 1600s and all the way to the late 1800s, these type of boats ain't become commercial until the mid to late 1800s. That's number one. Number two, how many you think you about to fit on here? On top of your crew and hopefully some type of sources or resources rather, in order for y'all to stay afloat, to travel 40 to 50 days from Africa to South America. So that's even more reason why this image wouldn't make sense. These white folks captured you from who? Who captured you from who? All right. Do you agree or disagree? Do you agree or disagree with Dane Calloway? Now, these are the same arguments you yourself have had against people that that want to debate you. We, these are the same points that we would use against others. That like that makes no sense. You know, man, listen, I, I think I'm pretty good at logistics. There's no way you could do that. <laughs> There's no way that's that's inhumanly possible. That's inhumanly possible. Yeah. You, you know what, Lorena? I'll get people from Alabama be like, there's a slave ship on display in Alabama. I'll get one of those. I'll get, there's a slave ship on display in the museum in Mississippi. I'll get those responses, right? Make it make sense. Let me get to my super chats real quick. And we're going to get on to the next. We're going to get on to the next one. Uh, let's see. Let's see. OG, thank you for the five on the super chat. What about the Spanish director that made Blade 2 and Hellboy movies? He might have had Lawrence in the room. Um, that was. Okay, David Goya wrote Blade. Or was it Chris Terrio? No, it was David Goya, because David Goya, he choked out on Blade 3. The director, no, he didn't have if he didn't have an Oscar, it's not him. If you didn't have an Oscar, it's not him. J3, thank you for the super chat, bro. Your perspective on comments is one of the reasons I watch your channel. And the angry man, whenever he decides to talk about, bro, thank you. I appreciate that. And listen, y'all tell angry man, come on, man. Pivot, bro. Keisha content is not it. But you know what? I'm worried about me because, yeah, I'm, I, the, the older I get and now it's like the more tumultuous the, the industry is getting I, I want to speak more on it so I definitely will do a slow pivot like a slow like a euro I won't be uh I'll just be like ooh right with the euro step JJ made my man thank you for the 10 on the super chat bro 
Uh, let's see. <laughs> I used to be a geek, but the hood took it from me. <laughs> <Brown paperback. laughs> hey man, you better get, you gotta go get your geek them back. Go get your geek them back, bro. It's cool. It's okay. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. Yeah, listen. Uh, you know, you're not Dame, bro. I, hey, those are the same arguments I, I've used against when, when debating people. It just logistically does not make any sense. It just doesn't. And then, what do you do with all the waste? Okay, think about how many, how much waste will be produced shipping that many humans. You're talking typhoid, staphylococcal, monogenic, halahana, all the diseases you would get, dysentery, you know what I'm saying, staph infections. You would lose more than half of your cargo by the time you got to your port. You know? So it, it, is, what, it is what it is. It is what it is. All right. This one, now I've talked about the dangers of AI. Um, this guy here puts it in a, a very, very scary perspective. Now I, I've talked about them using family members to kind of scam me out of money with the AI voice, but this shit I didn't think about at all. Shout out to, I think his name is Ray Daniels. He's a music, he's in the music business. Um, crazy, scary point that he makes. This shit should bother a lot of people with this AI thing. Somebody can take my voice mm-hmm. and, and, and no, somebody can take my voice and admit to a crime. Oh, shoot. I ain't even thinking that. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We worried about the wrong thing. We're about Drake. I was going to say the kidnapping Somebody thing. can take my voice, call my kids, say, hey, this is your dad. Come outside and open the door for me. And my kids will open the door because they heard daddy's voice. Oh, my God. Meanwhile, we're worrying about Drake voice be- and Drake being pissed off. See, this is stuff that I'm talking about that sound. This is the black daddy shit I'm talking about. <laughs> like, black daddy is thinking about daddy stuff. And I think we're more worried about the weekend has a voice and he sounds like Michael Jackson. I'd be way, be way more worried about uh, AI Tamira saying, and I killed that dude in Buckhead and that was me that <laughs> shot them. And then people are like, here's her confession. And you like, that wasn't me. That's the scary part about this. The rest of it. I didn't even, I never thought about it like that. I'm thinking from the scamming aspect of it. I didn't even think about that as a dad. Right. This is crazy. But this is a scary good point. A scary good point. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Sabir Bay hates the indigenous art. And, and you know what? I've, I've talked about Sabir Bay, but I'm not going to go back into that shit with him. I, I, I literally thought about when you first brought the AI news. I, I, I didn't think that deep. I didn't think that devious. You know, like, shit. So what you're going to have to do with your children now is have special passwords or code words, you know, especially if, I don't know, I guess this, this would be the time to kind of create some sort of lingo with your children that only you guys understand that somebody trying to impersonate them wouldn't know, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, Hey dad, I need $300 and you'd be like, you know, word, word is the bird, bird is the word. And, the, and she says, huh? then you know it's a scam, right? If you ain't got the special catchphrase or some shit, I don't know, <laughs> right? Dad, I need $500. What, you need super lyrical, miracle, abajirical? Huh? Uh, yeah. Nah, you know it's a scam. <laughs> I'm just saying. 
We're going to have to do this now with our, with our children, right? Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. I don't know about that, sir. Uh-oh, I, I'm out of that. I'm out, I'm out of that one. Wait, Brother Sabir cursed me the fuck out for saying a lot of us were indigenous to the states. Kick me smooth. <laughs> he kicked you smooth. <laughs> God damn. All right. Shit. Shit. Yeah. You're going to, you know, dad, I, I, I need two, two grand. And what you saying? And come through the door. Don't ask me for money no more. Huh? You know, it's a scam. Yeah, that's when you know it's a scam. You, yeah, you could hack the the ring the ring devices. You could, yeah, you could, you could, you could, yeah. All right, okay, just something to think about. I mean, this is where we're. It's already here, y'all. It's already here. It's not going anywhere. It's gonna only get smarter, more devious. Um. I know scary times we live in, you know. But her daughter was on a ski trip with her brother. See? <laughs> I'm the dude disguised as a dude playing another dude. Dude? Yeah. Yeah. Marco, thank you for the five on the super chat, bro. I appreciate that. As always, as always. Okay. Now, let me pull up this clip. Let me pull up this clip because maybe I'm a hater. I'm a hater because I didn't like what she said. I don't care about all the other shit she was talking about, right? I didn't like what she said at the end. Now, okay, let me just, let's just go into what she says. Once again, holistic doctors have been taking dirt naps a whole lot over the last decade. Why would you feel the need to come out and tell these people this stuff? This is why I, part of the title is, is clout chasing doctors. You, you don't, you, th- you think you special? You, you, how many holistic doctors have died under suspicious circumstances over the last 10 years, y'all? How many videos have we all done about holistic doctors going missing, drowning, one shot to the head in the back of the head with their hands tied? And, you know, how many doctors have videos have we done? Okay. Okay. Why, sister, did you, did you feel the need to come out here and run your mouth? This is, this is, you know, I'll let her get to it. Let's go. Well, if a satellite in outer space can tell whether a dime on the ground is face up or face down, and if a cell phone can call anywhere on the planet and target one cell phone, even in a room full of people, why can we treat, why can't we treat cancer at the site of the tumor without it impacting the whole person and somebody's hair falling out? Unless you got cancer in your head, it didn't make sense to me why your hair would have to fall out. There has to be a better way. So I dedicated my life to using the technology of satellites and cell phones to treat cancer. I developed a new type of what's called a nanoparticle, which is a really, really tiny particle that's harmless until you shine a laser light on it. And then it heats up because of it 
vibrating really fast mm-hmm. and it kills whatever is touching. So wow. the laser wow. that I'm using is low power. So you, you so big farmer is going to let you do this. So big farmer just going to let you do this, huh? You think you special. You think you different. You, you think you special. You think you're different. You think the rules don't apply to you. You think you're protected. Uh, okay, come, come on, sis. Keep, keep running your mouth. Let's go. We're like a laser pointer, but it's a small beam. And because it's localized, we can target it at just the site of the tumor. And we show complete elimination of tumors in laboratory mice after one treatment over the course of 15 days with no side effects, no chemo, no surgery, no radiation. Wow. Using technology. Eva, do you hear this? I'm like, wow. This is what happens when you couple black girl magic with STEM. Now see, now bitch, you done turned me off. Now why, now see, now see, now see, now see, you see the arrogance that, you see how arrogant women have become? Do you see how openly arrogant women have become? Lady... You know what? Hey, yeah, she turned me completely off with that. I, I, I you know what? I, I, listen. Okay, I let the, the lodge gonna learn you. Let the let the lodge learn you, cause she thinks she's special, y'all. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. She protected by black girl magic. That shit. I hate that slogan. Any woman that uses that shit, I look at you like. Ugh, I'm good. Like if I, if you say that shit right before I get on top of you, okay, I'm about to give you this black girl magic slide. I'm good. I take my dick and go home. Take my dick and go home to my wife. If you if you, I will take my dick and go home to my wife. I'm cool. My dick will do the transformer sound. Back into my goddamn stomach. I'm taking my dick and going back home to my wife. Okay? What? I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm gone. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know what? Let's do this. Because she thinks she's special. Let us take a look ourselves and see how many holistic doctors that have died over the course of, I don't know, a decade or so. Oh, what is this? What is this? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let us, let's see what we got here. Let us take a look. Now, the number's up to 60. The number's up to 60. So, the number's being reported. We have 60 holistic doctors apparently put to sleep over the last 20 months. Apparently. Over 60 in the course of 20 months. Okay, I'm sure some of these doctors are, are white women. 
right? I, I'm more than sure some of these doctors were white women, right? Here we go. 50 have died mysteriously in the last year. How many, how many white women can I find? Let me see. I see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. She looks Indian, so she don't count. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I look. I'm I'm looking at twelve white female doctors in a group of fifty that have mysteriously died in the last year or so. Now, what makes this sister think she's special? I I, I don't understand. But you, but you know what? You got it, sis. You got it. I'll, I'll be here to to report when something happens to you. You know, because Black Girl Magic was took the day off or, or sleep on the lunch break. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Home is where you should be. Listen, whatever. I always come back home. <laughs> I always come back home. <laughs> I always come back home. I ain't stupid. All right. I'm like the cat. I'm like a cat. You let out at the night. At night, cat goes out, does his thing, comes back, brings you a dead mouse. I pay tribute. I bring her back a dead mouse. Every night I go out doing my cat stuff. All right? Okay. Once again, this sister thinks she's special, thinks she's different. You know, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so if you want if you want me to leave your place of residence very real quick, fast in a hurry, yeah, say black girl magic. I will pew, I'm out of here. Okay? To the lost kitchen. What? Never. You know better. That's why I leave one of the windows uh, unlocked. So I if I need to sneak back in, I will. But she don't know that. She don't know that. Right, one of the. I'm not gonna tell you what window it is, but one of these windows is unlocked, just in case I have to sneak my way back in my house. <laughs> yeah, RC, I've been I've been pretty petty, bruh. Like mid mid petty level, like five and six. Petty levels, five and six. All right. Okay, once again, y'all talk to y'all sister girl because she thinks she's special, you know, I, I can't call it. Now, before I get to Roman Polanski, before I get to Roman Polanski, because once again, black folk want to talk about, nope, worry about your own first, because here we go. Worry about your own kids first. Shout out to Carrie. Carrie made, made me aware of this story. I didn't know. Didn't know this story was taking place, but this is pretty bad. Oh, let's get into it. A leader at an Indianapolis church is being accused of using donations from his nonprofit to pay for sex acts and soliciting minors. News aide's Camilla Fernandez spoke with the mother of a victim. He was using God to, yeah, to abuse children. 43-year-old Tyree Coleman is being accused of rape. 
According to court documents, police began investigating Coleman last year after a teenage boy said he was offered up to $1,000 to have sex with him. Investigators say a second teenage boy interacted with Coleman via FaceTime, but only prayed with him and never made any sexual advances. Lachelle Norton says her son Christopher Johnson was raped by Coleman at 15 years old. That rape changed his entire life. At that moment, Chris died when Tyree raped him. The rape was reported in 2006 at the Temple of Refuge Church on North Guilford Avenue. Police officers said Coleman was an assistant pastor. Christopher called me about 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, and he was screaming to the top of his voice, Ma, he just raped me! And I told Chris, I said, run, run. I said, just run for your life, run. And I got, I'm calling IMPD right now. Later on, at 27 years old, Johnson and another man were found dead in a West Side home. I promised my son I would be his voice until the day every last individual that hurt him will be brought to justice. In Indianapolis, Camilla Fernandez, Wish TV, wishtv.com, and like us on Facebook. Your statewide news network covers terror. This is why you don't need to be worried about Roman, Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski is none of your business. Roman Polanski is none of your business. You, we got bigger fish to fry. Roman Polanski is not your concern. But I got time today, so let us see what's going on in, in, the, in the life of Roman Polanski. Because now everybody's upset at the white woman that says, you know what? I don't even care about the case anymore. Right? Yeah, it's always our own. Why, man, why was your child out? See, there we go. There we go. Lord, I keep saying people don't care about their kids. I've been saying this, man. I've been saying this. Okay. So let's get into the Roman Polanski thing and I'm like, let me get up out of here. But everybody's mad at, at the at the woman now. It's like, but why? Like she's ready to get over it. Nothing's gonna come from it. She has a point. I, I respect her point. I respect it. People are like, you cognitive dissonance and Stockholm syndrome. Like it's been 30, 40 years now. I don't know. But here's the picture that got everybody upset. Okay. This is the first, but we'll, we'll walk down this rabbit hole. Don't get me wrong. We're going to walk down this rabbit hole. This is Samantha Geimer. Samantha Geimer. This is the woman that accused Roman Polanski of you know, doing things to her when she was 13, 14. This is a, this woman is in her sixties. Now she just recently took a picture. She forgave him. At one point she even petitioned the courts to say, Hey, let, let it go. Drop the case. Okay. This woman petitioned the court to drop the case for what you're not it's, it's been 30 plus years. Let it go. She's moved on. She's moved on. Right? 
She's moved on. So, you think she's crazy? Uh-oh, I'm going to the store. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Wait. You know what? I don't know what y'all talking about. But I know what going to the store means. <laughs> yeah, she's moved. Yes, everybody move on. Everybody move on. If she can forgive this man and take a picture with him, I mean, does she look like she doesn't want to be there? It's been, has it been 50 years? See? Does does she not look like she want to be there with that man? Look, she she got the claw on him, y'all. She got the claw on him like, yeah. Ask Sharon Tatum. Hey, I, I hear you. That's, that's another fight for another day. I'm talking about Samantha Geiner. I'm talking about Samantha Geiner. Okay? This woman has to live with this. She's made peace with it. Okay? That looks like Stockholm Syndrome. You think so? Really? Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, so let's do this. Let's go into it. Let's go into it. Let's go into it. Uh, Okay, where do I start first? Where should I start first? Where should I start first? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before I do that, I have more bad optics of black men. Before I go into Roman Polanski, the rabbit hole, I have one more bad optic of black men. I have to show this. Y'all forgive me. Y'all forgive me. Okay. But let's just, let's just get into it. And no, Tavares, I respect your position. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. Okay. I I like, I respect your your point. That's why we're going to get into the little deep dive. But before we do this deep dive, I need to show black, black men in bad optics. Let's, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. At the time, I was fucking with a Puerto Rican from the Lower East Side. That was my nigga, you know. He put on his beat, and then he was playing his song. And we so happened to be in the shower. And then he was in the background to the Chris Brown song. And he was just like, wait. And he, he got that thick put. So you're like, wait, 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 wait. And I'm like, you know, bouncing, getting crazy. What you was doing? What you was doing? Oh, <laughs> Clearly, I was making it get wet. Making what get wet, gay? Okay? <laughs> I was throwing it back. I was popping that thing. I thought it was the water that was like going down on me. And then when I turned around on the camera, he was pissing on me. Wait, wait, wait. And it, it turned into like a whole R. Kelly. You know, we was like, let's do it again. So you ran it back. We ran it back. You know, and I was like, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it better. Better. Cola champagne. I got. We got glasses. He put on the road, like you know. And then I was like, at least this time, turn on the water. If you're going to piss on me, you know what I'm saying. I just don't want it to just be piss. You wanted to dilute it a little bit. Wait, wait, bruh. Okay, I just had the, the bad optics. Bad optics. Y'all forgive me, I'm sorry. But it must, some things just gotta be, it's gotta be put out there. Like, this is what we out here doing this. Hey, Lorena, he out there talking about, he 
Puerto Ricans or Weekwas, you know, and Tainos and stuff, doing stuff and stuff. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I am delivering that nigga. <laughs> Hey, listen. <laughs> I'm just, hey, hey, very cinnamony, moisture reeking. <laughs> it said moisture reeking. <laughs> All right, I'm chill. I'm chill. Ah, I'm chill. I'm a chill. All right, let's get. Let's go down the. Uh, the uh, Roman Polanski rabbit hole, shall we? Okay. Yay. Let's, where do I go first? Where do I go first? Okay. So let's get everybody context about the picture itself. Oh, did it? What the fuck? I hate the, the New York Post because they be deleting shit. Oh, oh wait, wait. Uh, Roman Polanski, Samantha. There we go. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Now we're, we're going to revisit the case. We're going to revisit the case because Tavares makes the case that this woman is suffering from Stockholm syndrome. Okay. So let's, let's get into it. All right. All right. All right. Cause she, she has something to say. Cucumbers, man. <laughs> wait for the ad. Okay, here we go. Is that it? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Okay, here we go. Okay. Now, like I said, we'll go into the actual case, case itself, but she was 13 at the time. She was 13 at the time. He was 43. He was 43. She was 13. All right. And now she says she's forgiven him. Said he paid his debt to society. Not even his wife, Polanski's wife, said what happened with Polanski was never a, a, a big problem for me. Okay? There's a lot of, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people was like, eh, eh, okay? And they had a very blase, fair uh, attitude about it. Now, the woman is 60 years old, right? She posed with a picture for him. This was 45 years after the fact. Once again, is this Stockholm syndrome? Even his wife wrote, thank you, Samantha. Is this Stockholm syndrome? So what ended up, what she ended up saying? What she ended up saying? He's 89. So in which she insisted the 89 year old has paid his debt to society. Okay. 
Polanski's wife, actress uh, Emmanuel uh, Signer, uh, posted it to her, her her Instagram page and said, "Thank you, uh, thank you, Samantha." Uh, let's see. His wife said, uh, "In which she first fed, when she was first fed champagne and quaaludes, was never a big problem." She said, "Let me be very clear. What happened with Polanski was never a big problem for me. I didn't even know it was illegal." That someone could be arrested for it. I was fine. I'm still fine. The fact that we've made this big deal weighs on me terribly. To have to constantly repeat that it wasn't a big deal. It's a terrible burden. This is the woman, the victim saying this. Okay. This is the woman saying this at the age of 13 when this happened to her. She was saying, I didn't know you can you can get in trouble for this. It's not a big deal. The green line's lining. She needs the money. So is this Stockholm Syndrome? Let's continue. Let's continue. Polanski pleaded guilty to statutory uh, rape for unlawful sex with a minor, but fled the U.S. before sentencing. At one point, he was detained by the Swiss police in 2009 and spent 10 months behind bars as the U.S. made a doomed attempt to get him extradited. All right. Once again, does this look like Stockholm Syndrome? She said, everyone should know by now that Roman has served his sentence. From my side, nobody wanted him to go to jail. But he did, and it was enough. He paid his debt to society there. End of story. Anyone who thinks that he deserves to be in prison is wrong. It isn't the case today, and it wasn't the case yesterday. Is this Stockholm Syndrome? Yo, did he flee? Did he flee? (laughs) Did he flee? This is Talmud business. Yeah, yeah. Hey, is he got getting some, some titty meat on the side? If I, if, if, it's, if, if, if I have to blow this up some more, is she not turned into him? Even though she's giving him the claw. But you see Roman Polanski straight up and down, right? Roman Polanski straight up and down in, it, in, his, uh, in his frame, right? Let's continue. There's more to this. Let's continue. Let's continue. Okay, now, where is this part at? Is this it? Okay, okay. This is from 2019, 2009, 2019. What year is this? This is from 2017. Here we go. 2017. 2017. She went to court. L.A. Let's see. Friday will make the, will, will be the first time she's appeared in Los Angeles Superior Court on his behalf. She's tired of this case. The judge is just playing games with him. 
The hearing Friday is an effort by Braun to get the court to unseal testimony by the now deceased prosecutor who is believed to have a testified in a closed session about backroom sentencing discussions. Okay. Uh, Braun wants to use a transcript to show Polanski had served his time. So the international warrant is dropped. Braun also argues that Polanski served an additional 10 months under house arrest during a failed ex- extradition effort from Switzerland in 2010. Uh, Deputy District Attorney Michelle Hennessy urged the court to reject Polanski's latest efforts, saying the two previous Superior Court judges and an appeals court have ruled against him. The people implore this court to, def- to deny a defendant's motions and to similarly summarily deny any future request to relitigate these issues absent a showing of new facts or a change in circumstance. Now, Geimer has previously said she forgives Polanski for the assault that happened at Jack Nicholson's compound in the Hollywood Hills during the March 1977 photo shoot. This was back in 2017. She went to court to get this thing dropped on his behalf. Is that Stockholm Syndrome? Is this Stockholm Syndrome? All right, now let me pull this back. Let me get out this out of here. Let me see what else. Uh, 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 I think that's it. Oh, I thought I had more. I guess not. Oops. My bad, y'all. I thought I had more. Uh, nope. That's it. Wait a minute. That's it. Okay, my bad. I shot my load. Pause. Okay, so that, yeah, 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 yeah. So the woman been over it, been over it. She been over it. Um, a, a matter of fact, at one point, Hollywood came to, to Palancy's aid and, and wrote letters saying, hey, let him, let him go. Let him go. Like, He's our guy. Hold on, let me find that article. Okay, here we go. Here we go. You ready? 2009. 2009-2009. Matter of fact, even after what took place with, with Samantha Geiner, he went on to direct a dozen films and receive over a dozen Academy Award nominations, including the Best Picture win in 2003. Okay. Let's see who all stood up for him. Okay. The petition. It was Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton played one of the angels in Constantine. She was the blonde, the crazy angel. Right? I think she played Michael. If you watch oh, Tilda also played uh the the uh the or the oracle, not the oracle. In in Doctor Strange, she was the ball-headed, the ball-headed woman. Isabel Hubert, Penelope Cruz. This is Tom Cruise's ex-wife. 
Diane von Furstenberg, Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson, I believe, is the uh, Resident Evil director. Darren Aronofsky, one of the greatest screenwriters ever. Martin Scorsese, Monica Bellucci, Alejandro Gonzalez Inaritu, Harmony Corinne, Ethan Cohen, David Lynch, Twin Peaks, Harrison Ford are among those who si- have signed the, peti- the petition. And Woody Allen. Let me see. Let me find the actual. These are celebs who signed the infamous petition for Roman Polanski in 2009. Okay. 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 Hollywood takes care of his own. Hollywood takes care of his own. Is that Stockholm Syndrome? Yeah, Tilda be playing the weird. She's 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 out there. <laughs> we should have. <laughs> Once again, y'all got bigger fish to fry. Don't worry about Hollywood and Brian Singers and Kenneth Branagh and possibly with Joey Lawrence. No, you got pastors in your own backyard, and you 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 these parents let their kids go out at all times of the night. And which okay, so they take care of their own. Oh Lord, 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 have mercy! Yeah, it's a special club, and you ain't in it. Rest in peace, George Carlin. So. I'm going to get out of here. Oh, Angela. Angela agrees. It's not Stockholm Syndrome. Apparently her parents didn't get the right payment and got mad. Sounds about R. Kelly to me. That woman's 60 years old. I don't, I, don't, I mean, she seems well adjusted, you know? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Now the whole Sharon Tate thing, that's another discussion for another day. I'm just talking about this particular case here. This woman clearly has moved on f- from it and, um, do you think R. Kelly would ever would ever tell what he knows about his peers? Nah, I think Kelly gonna he's gonna eat that. I think he's gonna eat that. I don't think he'll never tell too much. I don't. I don't see him doing it. I don't see him doing it. You know. <laughs> hey, Jay Jermaine, thank you for the ten on the cash app. You said because I booted that Jessica. Lord have mercy. Wait, what did he, what did he even say? Because, you know, I got two chats running at different speeds, and um, I got multiple screens open and shit. If y'all can see what, I, what, I'm, what I'm looking at, it, you know. So do I even want to know what he said? I don't want to know. I, I trust you guys' judgment. So, yeah, I don't think Kelly, Kelly would tell. If that were the case, he'd have done it already. If he were going to save his hide and name names, he would have already done it especially given the time that he was looking at. I mean, he's looking at what he's they gave him what 40, 50 years. If 40, 50 years ain't going to make you tell, but I believe they purposely overcharged him just like they did with Cosby. Another five, six, seven years, an appeal or two may go through and they're going to, you know, rescind some of that, some of that time he got. So if he, yeah, if he ain't, if he ain't told by now, he ain't telling. He gonna keep it a buck, you know. 
So that's just my opinion, though. I don't think he, I don't think he's gonna tell. I think he he would have done it already. Yeah, you know, let's think. How much time did he did they give him? R. Kelly prison time. Twenty years federal. They received a twenty-year prison sentence in his federal Chicago sex crimes, with nineteen years of the sentence being served along with his New York case. So he, he could be out by let me see, do by eighteen years. They're running his other sentence in New York concurrent. So that's good. So yeah, they were they were recommending twenty five more years consecutive, but now that he's running it concurrent, they run at the same time. So if if, if they were to do, do it consecutive, he would have had to do twenty years in the feds and then twenty five years on the back end to New York. But they're running it at the same time, which is good. So twenty years. So let's say they can make him do the full 20, 18 years. What that's twenty three easy. Twenty forty one. Twenty forty one. 2041. So he's looking at 2041. Twenty forty one. That's if he does a full eighteen and some change at eighty five percent. Or the full twenty at eighty five percent. You know. So he's looking at twenty forty one. But I don't think he does the full twenty. I just don't see I just don't see it. I just don't see it. I believe he's overcharged. So. Uh oh, 2041, have you more food? <laughs> no, you won't. You'll still be here. You'll still be here. You'll still be here. So with that being said, I, I want to give a shout out to everybody that came to hang out with me today and, and, uh, and everybody that donated today. And just thank you guys uh, for always, you know, rocking out with me, even though I be going off the rails sometimes and shit. So I appreciate you guys having patience with me because I, I do go off the rails. I'm sorry. So um, with that being said, today was a good show. And um, I learned something today. Hopefully you guys learned something today. Uh, so with that being said, I'm going to get, who do I want to end this show with? Who should I end the, you know what? I love homie Panda. I love homie Panda. Let's get up out of here, y'all. Enjoy the rest of y'all afternoon. Peace.